Welcome to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you haven't joined us before, we're passionate about all things internal medicine and helping you become the best tech you can be. We'll be discussing interesting internal medicine diseases, how to work closely with pet parents, and how to become the go-to tech in your practice. Now, let's start the show. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening and making a commitment to your learning slash your mental health. (laughs) We hope that you're doing well. Uh, We're your hosts. I am Yvonne Brandenburg, and I am joined by the amazing Jordan Porter. Hey, girl. Hi. (laughs) Just just a preface. I don't know if you can hear the noise in the background. Yes. Since last episode, there was a development. (laughs) Yeah, the the East Coast office has now turned into a nursery. doggy daycare nursery. <laughs> yeah, doggy nursery. I have twelve puppies back here, and obviously I can't move them. I mean, like I could, but I feel like Pua might get pretty mad at me. There, that's so many puppies, by the way, and she so had fifteen, puppies. which is crazy. Yeah, she, she <sighs> had fifteen. Two were stillborn, and then one passed away like the following day. Um, which obviously, like, wow being a technician I was very much like I knew that this would happen kind of thing like you know it was one of those things where I was like yeah that's it's normal like that's a very large litter she's very undernourished like I'm really surprised that more weren't dead but like it still broke my heart I was still very upset about it yeah I mean it makes sense because like you know it's like a patient in your care yeah (laughs) that's just what we do Yeah. So then, and then I got like super worried about Pua because like afterwards, like once she's like stopped looking like a goat, cause apparently she had 15 puppies in her, she got like, obviously super skinny. And then I could really see like how malnourished and like legit just skin and bones. She is skin, yeah. bone and mammary glands. And that's it. Like there's nothing else like, yeah. and so, and then she was pale and like, she was panting a lot and like, just uncomfortable. I was really, really like worried for a little bit just like based off of her heartworms and stuff like that but knock on wood it's been how many days four days five days um and we're doing good That's so you'll good. hear puppy noises in the background because i highly doubt i can edit them all out especially when they eat they get very angry and they're like Rah! and they just ate <laughs> yeah they just ate so hopefully they'll be quiet for a little while <laughs> it's uh. a fun project though like my husband when i was talking him into it and i was telling him i was like it's just such a cool experience like you you like it'd be really cool for you and the kids to experience like what i do and just like i mean like i don't do this very often obviously but like but and he was part talking of to me it. yesterday yeah. yeah he was talking to me yesterday he's like i would not mind ever doing this like again like he's like obviously i wouldn't ever want to breed a dog but like to rescue a dog and like or help her or something yeah yeah, yeah. he's like it's such a cool experience because too mind you i'm a little bitter about this so i've been sleeping with her since we got her two weeks ago now <laughs> crazy right girl. i've been sleeping with her this dog decides to wait till like like i knew the day she went so she went into labor on tuesday morning and um like I woke Matt up and I was like, Hey, I got to get ready for work. Like she started like doing all this stuff around 5am, blah, blah, blah. And I had to leave my house by like seven. Right. And I left a little late. So I left at like seven 20 to get to work. Um, and no joke, he calls me 10 minutes later and he's like, there's a puppy on the floor. And I was like, what the, 
<laughs> sleeping with this dog for two weeks. Well, uh, at that time it had been one week, but I'm just like, I've been sleeping with this dog. And like, she's going to have all the puppies. Like when I'm not even home, like, cause I was scheduled to work all day too. Right. <laughs> <sighs> That's okay. It, it happened when it was supposed to happen. Yes. <sighs> I got home in time for 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. Holy moly. That's insane. Yeah. I had to help with 12 because she was very exhausted. And then like, I think 14 and 15. Well, no, I think 13 and 14 were stillborn and 15 is like super tiny. I have my heart set on 15 because he's, he's a widow. Oh my God. He's a widow, widow. You'll have to share some pictures in our Facebook group because I think they're adorable and talking about compassion, satisfaction, puppies definitely do that. (laughs) Oh, I love puppies. I know it's been, it's it's been fun. It's been a long week. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh my God. Because I'm still sleeping up here too. And so it's just like, because obviously like we're nervous since like one of them passed away. Like my husband's very like sensitive about that kind of stuff too. And so he's like just 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 sleep with her a little bit and like I was like okay so but I swear she's a nocturnal dog like because she was like out in the wild like this Mm. dog sleeps most of the day and then like when I'm trying to sleep she's like up and like let's go outside let's dig in the hole and I'm like at 3 a.m this morning she's like I'm gonna dig in this hole and I was like really (laughs) I mean it's probably pretty true she probably is used to like doing stuff when it's you know in cover of darkness crazy Mm -hmm. lady Oh, but near yes. the dog. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh, well, um, definitely have to post pictures because they're adorable and who doesn't love puppy pictures and we'll have to get like updates, weekly updates yeah. on the babies. <laughs> yeah. My technician side's coming out and my husband was like, you're so like smart. And I was like, dude, I'm just weighing them every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? You're like, that's it. That's fine. Yeah. It's not a He's big like, deal. He's like, yeah, but then you can tell like if we need to bottle feed, because again, she's only got 10 nipples. And so like, I'm really trying to keep a close <gasps> eye to make Dang. sure everybody is like getting the same amount. And so we got some bottles and stuff like that. I haven't needed to use the bottles yet, luckily, because like I said, I'm tracking everybody's weight every day. And like, he's like, it's just such a smart thing. And I was like, I mean, you're making me feel great right now. And you can keep up with the compliments. <laughs> right. Oh I'm, my just, God. I'm just putting them on a scale. Oh my God. That's <laughs> so funny yeah I know I'm it's funny because here like so Kizzy Kizzy's finally like making like some space in our house because it's been about two weeks (laughs) like I think you and I got animals in our houses around the same time yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know he's he's figuring it out he's he's you know finding his spots and it's cute because we have this big cat tree that nobody really used because we had old animals and I found him on there the other day at like the top of it. And I'm like, yay, like somebody's actually using it for, you right? know, we've had it for <laughs> two years. Um, and then the other night I woke up to go to the bathroom and I looked and he was actually snuggled like in the back of Kevin's knees, just like sleeping on the Aww. bed, which is the first time he'd slept on the bed. And I was like, Oh, hi. Um, I don't know if he's done it since then, but I mean, it was exciting. And, you know, Nikki didn't chase him off the bed. So that was a good thing. Yeah. Um, I think Nikki's trying to figure out how to play with him, but also trying to keep him in check. Cause I think it, it's probably one of those, like, I think Kissy probably wants to be like a little bit rougher with him. How old um, is Kissy? He's like a year. 
Oh, okay. So he is like so much younger. Yeah. He's a year and he's crazy. He, he is. I forgot what it's like to have a young animal in the house. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, ah, what are you doing? Like he just, oh my God. He does the craziest. Like we have like the little chasey like wand thing mm-hmm. and it's cute because they actually play together with it but he's crazy he'll like jump up in the air and just like turn himself inside out basically to just yeah. you know do and and I'm like oh whereas Nikki's like I'm gonna move my legs forward and catch it on the ground you know like it's yeah. very different play <laughs> um and I'm like yeah that's okay you have a hurt back that we're not trying to make worse <laughs> right oh yeah no so. sudden movements for Nikki yeah. I mean, he feels like he's getting stronger. Like his kidney values. Ugh, did I tell you about his kidney values? No. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So I think when he really jacked up his back, I think he wasn't getting up off the heating pad and like drinking water. Um, uh, so he's like so, dehydrating himself. Yeah. So his kidneys took like a hard, hard hit. Um, and it was crazy because we had, like, I did like a senior panel on him and a week later, cause Cause we were like, oh, his SDMA is 14 and like normal is like 13 or something like that. It was like one point above. And she was like, well, before, cause at that point we were talking about possibly doing like an MRI and back surgery on him. <laughs> and my doctor's like, well, before we do that, let's just recheck his kidney values. Make sure, you know, he's good with that. Make sure he's not still anemic. Cause we don't want to do anesthesia if his kidney values or, you know, his anemia is worse, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. So like a week later we rechecked it and his BUN and creatinine were sky high. Like I think his BUN jumped up to like the seventies and his creatinine was like 3.7. And I was like, holy crap. (laughs) So like from one week to the next, like it was like bad. Of course we caught it early, I think. (laughs) Um, so, you know, started him on sub Q fluids and just all this stuff. And he's had weekly rechecks from there and his numbers, like his BUN like in the high thirties now and his creatinine is like 2.2 above normal. So like it's working and he's feeling better. And like, I had Darby at home for my old cat. So I was like, well, you're getting Darby injections now. And it's just like, but yeah, so I'm dealing with that right at the moment. I'm like, old man kidneys took an insult. They did not like not get drinking enough water while sleeping on a heating pad. So, but I'm glad that they're better. (laughs) No kidding. Um, and he's acting like he's got more energy too. So, and he, um, I, I think I told you this, like I trained him with treats to get his medications. Yeah. Um, it's really cute. Cause his sub Q fluids, I literally just put treats in front of him and I can poke him and like, just keep giving him treats and not even like hold him while he's getting nice. his sub Q fluids. That's so nice. <sighs> Which is crazy because a couple of years ago, there's no way he would have done that. No way. He like yeah. ran from me anytime I had to give him any kind of medication. So the, the positive reinforcement of treats <laughs> is working well good and then kisses figured out oh wait we get treats yeah like, right so he's like this is treat time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. Pooh's Pooh's very food motivated you know i guess being oh, anorexic sure. for a while like <laughs> well and Anytime, she's producing like, probably like insane calories for these babies i know i'm trying to feed her so much like You're like would you like a bag of food a day <laughs> basically I have given her like, I get her, so she's eating puppy food right now and I'm giving her two, four, six, 
eight cups of dry food a day. And like, and then two to three cans like mixed in per day because her teeth are horrible. Yeah. So I was trying to like add in some canned food, but she'll eat the dry food like plain. She's like, and then when I want her to eat, (laughs) like she doesn't, she doesn't like it as much as she likes it with the canned food, obviously. (laughs) Like, right. Oh wow. So, but she's she's just so skinny and it's like I'm like combating the fact that she's like getting rid of so many calories with the fact that I'm trying to put weight on her and I'm just like I'm also more of like an instant gratification like and I want to see that she's gaining weight. But I don't even Honestly, know her starting weight cuz I I would say as long as she's not losing weight at this point, you're good. <laughs> I don't think she is. I mean, other than the 20 pounds she probably lost when she delivered the babies. <laughs> like <Right>? yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, you went from like a 90 pound dog to easily like a 60, 70 pound dog. Cause I lifted her after like to help her get down the stairs or whatever. And you're like, oh <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, you weigh almost as much as Zara now versus like when she first got to our house, I like, she had no clue how to get up the stairs. And so I was like trying to push her and I was like, I can't lift you by myself. Like I'm right. just like, so I was like, so based off of my technician lifting skills, um, <laughs> right. right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, cause obviously I haven't like removed her from her babies yet that, and I thought she was in labor for like five days before she had the puppy. So it was like, <laughs> right. I wanted to take her to work wait and get her checked out. And like, I just couldn't. And I was like, oh my God, you're like, great. Yay. <laughs> We're guessing. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I think we need to jump into this episode. Um, I wanted to, I guess we should do a quick little like discussion of last week. Um, it was really, it was actually, was it last week's episode? Oh, it was the week before. So episode 76, um, and Elizabeth posted this and I, and I, in our group and I love it. Um, yeah, me too. She's right. She's totally right. So we, we talked about this, about how you can't take the euthanasia into a puppy visit with you. And she, she pushed back on that. And I love that she pushed back on that. So thank you, Elizabeth. Cause I think that really kind of opened our eyes that, you know, I think we that's don't... just how we're trained. And that's like part of the stigma right now is like, you're trained yeah. to, yeah, like shut it off. Yeah. And she's right. Like why? So she, she was talking about how, you know, she has just come from a euthanasia and, you know, she's obviously upset about it. And, and she goes into, you know, a new puppy visit and just lets the owner know, say, Hey, um, I just had a bad moment and I could really use some puppy squish time, you know, um, and just let them know that little puppy therapy. And it's funny because at work, we talk about it all the time, like puppy kitty therapy, although in internal medicine, it's very rare for us to get that. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's usually people fostering things. So I go squish them. Um, and like, you know, just making them unaware that there are more emotions that happen. And, and, and I think it's true. I think our clients do appreciate that for the most part. I mean, yes, we're going to have we're going to have some clients that don't appreciate it, but I think opening ourselves up and being more vulnerable, I think will also help clients understand yeah. um, sometimes what we're dealing with. And I think that's a really, really good point. And I think, you know, well, and I think it's important yeah. for us to not be robots and turn it off. Like as much as we, sh- we say like, yeah, don't take it with you, but it's like, 
Well, I mean, and, and I think for me, I think I posted in here. I think it depends on, I think it depends on how you take it with me. And I think what I meant, like, take it with you is, you know, going from a euthanasia into a puppy and then just not focusing on the puppy, you know, whether that's, you know, hi, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very excited for your puppy and can I snuggle it because I've just had a hard moment. Right. I think that's, that's okay. I think, yeah. And I was thinking the euthanasia and just like being emotionally like cut off from the puppy and the client. I think that's more what I think of with not take it with you. I was thinking, you know, take that break in between, like, you know, go take a break and like allow yourself to mourn after the euthanasia before Mm -hmm. you go into the puppy visit. So you can enjoy the puppy visit. Yeah. And that was somebody else brought that up too, is like, you know, hopefully you have enough staff where you can be like, Hey, I'm struggling after this one. Um, can I just take a moment and, you know, go snuggle on a puppy and CCU or, you know, pet a cat or get them to eat or take a moment outside or whatever it is that, you know, we would need to or do that or do that. Um, where you ask your person to, or like your coworker to take the appointment, but please bring the puppy in the back so I can snuggle it while I cry. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cry in front of people. Cause I'm very much like, I don't want to cry in front of people. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, well, and I think, um, I don't remember what group this was in. It may have been in not one more vet. Um, support staff, which we'll we'll talk about in in detail in just a few minutes. But um, I think there was somebody who posted that they had, um, I don't, I don't know what they called it. It's not like a timeout room, but um, like a a room in the hospital or space in the hospital or your clinic where you can go into and just, you know, relax, um, cry if you need to, uh, you know, just have space to deal with your emotions. That'd be cool to have like a relaxation room with like candles and music and like, that'd be cool. You know, and, and maybe that's just a space where like, if you're having a hard time, you know, you just had an anesthetic death, you had a euthanasia, you had a client who is rude to you, you know, whatever it is that, you know, those stressors of our day, you could go and just take a moment. And I think, I think that would be awesome. Like, I would love that in my clinic to have a space to be able to just decompress or deal with that emotion. Um, so anyways, I, I, but anyways, thank you, Elizabeth. Um, that was, that was a really great, um, it was a really good, like, yeah, like conversation topic to like bring up the different ways people adjust to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I just, um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that. (laughs) I like it. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about resources, um, for just mental health in general. Um, we'll do the caveat again. We are not mental health professionals. We recommend you seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified provider with any questions regarding your mental health. We understand that all this mental health talking is a very sensitive subject. Some of these conversations may be triggers for certain people. Um, if you are feeling suicidal, thinking of harming yourself or concerned that someone, you know, may be in danger of hurting himself or herself, call the national suicide prevention lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255 or visit your local emergency room. We're going to be talking about some other numbers as well in just a few minutes. So 
don't worry, these are not the only ones. <laughs> uh, the information in this podcast episode is intended to help our listeners learn about mental health and suicide prevention. It is for information purposes only. This episode should not be used as a substitute for medical advice, counseling, or other health-related services. Um, at this point, none of these mental health series episodes are race approved, but we wanted to talk about them to kind of start conversations and, you know, destigmatize everything. So that's, that's what we're, we're doing. So, um, so yeah, so we've got some resources, um, some really good resources too. We do have some really good resources, but on the other end of that, I was kind of surprised. I don't, I don't know. I was kind of looking for something more. I know that sounds weird. I'm not surprised by that because it's such a new, I don't know. It, it's just being brought to light. You know, it's like, I'm not surprised that there's not more options out there. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think what I was looking for too, was like something very specific to veterinary medicine, because I feel like it is different than yeah. even like human healthcare. Although a lot of the human healthcare, like the AVMA thing we talked about last week, the wellness thing that was from human healthcare. Um, but it's, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, and I think things are happening. I think you're right. I think this is something that has started and I think it definitely is a movement that is, is gaining ground. Um, yeah. And I think, I think a lot of it is geared towards like suicide and suicide prevention. And you and I've talked about this where it's like, we wish that there was something more or just geared towards like just burnout and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I or don't just know. I feel like maintaining your mental health, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's one of those triage things, right? Like how do we, how do we, how do we get the level of, I think it's going to take our profession's mental health better? Yeah. I think it's just going to take time on it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think, the gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just gonna take time though honestly for it to be like you know it's kind of like we work on the suicide prevention first because that's the crisis right now and then it's going to be almost like backtracking towards yeah. like okay well this is what we do within practice and like it's good I mean think about like tech utilization right like when I first started this career texts were like doctors were replacing catheters and drawing blood and all that stuff and like it was very I don't know. I don't want to say old school, but you, you know what I mean? Where like yeah. tech utilization wasn't really a thing. And it almost like, it almost worked backwards where it like became a problem. And then now in clinics, tech utilization is almost just very second nature. So I think it'll happen with mental health too, where mm-hmm. like we work and focus on like the suicide prevention. And then like, it's going to almost like backtrack a little bit to where like a lot of these clinics are going to have like those relaxation rooms and like mm-hmm. per- personal like mental health days and just it's because I feel like times are changing too like veterinarians weren't taught in school how to manage staff and like manage people's mental issues you know it's like I joke around with my boss all the time I was like I'm like the daughter you never wanted and you got my mental health with it (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) so but luckily he's very like open-minded and he's very like take that mental health day and like you know but it's like not everybody's like that and they're not taught how to deal with it plus it makes him very uncomfortable when I cry and like well I mean just go (laughs) too is like that not to sound like a jerk but I mean that's that's not what their job is. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not 
they didn't train to be a mental health professional. Um, yes, the, the, all of us need to be aware of it, but I, I don't know, like, so it's interesting because there are some, especially, um, I think it's universities or just really large places that actually have, um, licensed therapists working in their practice. Yeah. Yeah. But it's gotta be like amazing. That is so cool. (laughs) It is amazing. But like these small single doctor practitioners, like my boss, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I just don't think, I mean, I don't know his financial status, but like to hire in like someone for our six texts that we have, like, it's just, I know. uh, I, I think, I mean, and that's, that's, that's a really valid thing. Like, how do you justify the cost? Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that I think we raise our prices and then clients get (laughs) mad and then we're just circling the same conversation over and over again. Well, and I, but I mean, here's another thought is what if there's, um, like, let's say, like, I don't know how to equate this, but I'm going to say it this way, like a payroll company, right? So there's a payroll company, they do payroll for multiple clinics. So therefore the cost is not as high yeah, right? because they have like, they're, that's what they're focused on and they contract out to the different things. What if there was like a mental health professional, like business, right. That had a couple of people and they contracted to small clinics and, you know, maybe they just do it as needed, or maybe it's like once, once a, a week, once every other week, once a month, whatever it is, or maybe they're just on call as So I think these are all conversations that need to be had. And I think going forward, I hope that more places will have conversations about that, Yeah, about having these resources, because you know, men, when we, when we talk, I, I mean, I would equate our profession as far as mental health, very similar to human medicine, like in a large hospital mm-hmm. setting, very similar to like police officers or, you know, some of these other things and they have support for mental health. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's something we just need to start really working toward. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think it, I think it'll come. I foresee it coming. It's just, we got to like help with the suicide and just give yeah. people options before suicide happens. You know, it's like, yeah. and then, and then we kind of backtrack and be like, well, before you even get to the thought of suicide, you know, it's like right now, it's just that crisis of like, people have the thought of suicide. So let's help those people right now. So we don't yeah. lose anymore. Yeah. And then, and then it's going to be like, okay, well now how do we help the people before they get to suicidal thoughts? Like, yep. it's just, ugh, oh, it's sad. It's scary. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> well, and I, and I think that it's that crisis moment, right? Like, yeah. and I think, and honestly, I think not one more vet. Um, I can't remember when they started, but it, it's been a couple of years. I think they really, I think they are doing an amazing job yes. at bringing this to light and providing resources for veterinarians and veterinary staff. And I think they're making headway. I really do think they are, which is amazing. Um, yeah. And, and I can't wait to talk to Liz about it. So, oh, I'm so uh, excited because she I did think, say she was I mean, like, us, so yay. <laughs> well, she knows so much more about like what is trying to be done, you yeah. know, than we do. Yeah. Like we're just dipping our toes in it and we're just now now like kind of seeing all the options out there 
Yeah. Well, like, and, and if you, if, if you aren't familiar with not one more vet or not one more vet support staff, I, we highly recommend checking them out. Um, they, they do have a website, which is, um, let me make sure I get it right. It's N O M V.org. So not one more vet.org N O M V.org. Um, and they have some really great resources on there. Um, mm-hmm. well, I, they, how do I start this? <laughs> Liz probably should have been on for this one part, but that's okay. We'll get her to talk about it more. Um, they are a Facebook group. And so they have the not one more vet, which is for veterinarians. And then they have not one more vet support staff, which is for the rest of us that work in a veterinary hospital. Um, they have some amazing resources for the members. And honestly, like it's a, it's a free membership. Like you don't have to pay for this membership, which is awesome. Um, but they have a list of like crisis numbers and the crisis numbers. We went to the website. Um, it's listed by country and they have, I don't even know any, a a lot of countries. (laughs) Well, that and like, I like that there's like specific resources too. So there's an LGBTQIA resource, like, so specifically for, you know, that group of people in veterinary medicines, because like, they also face like different things, you know, and it's just like, it's it's amazing the amount of resources that they found and that they have posted. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, so definitely, um, check out their, their page. It's, um, it's, a nomv.org slash crisis dash numbers. Um, but it's also listed in their Facebook page and we'll mm-hmm. link to the, the post on their Facebook with all the links to the resources, because it's really great. The other thing they, um, do is for any of the members, um, you can get a month free of professional online counseling through better help, which is pretty awesome. So, you know, if you're in a crisis situation, you could potentially just get one month for free. Which I like because that is, well, that, that yeah. though can be utilized before you're in a crisis situation, you right. know, and it's like, so I've done better you help from getting and it's there. great. And <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's just like, you just need the extra support and it's a licensed therapist. It's not just talking to your coworkers or talking to a friend, you're talking to a therapist and it's, mm-hmm. you know, one month free before you get into a crisis. It's amazing. Exactly. That they offer that. Yeah. So that, that link is there. Um, they also have, um, they have a grant, which is amazing. Um, so the support and emergency grant. So basically it's, they, there's two different grants. There's one that's for an individual and then there's one for a business. Um, so like, let's say, especially with COVID, right? This is exactly what Mm -hmm. the support grant is for. Let's say like Jordan, you were out of work for multiple months (laughs) and you need help with groceries, rent, utilities, medical bills, whatever they, you can apply for the grant and, and get some support because, you know, sometimes we just need a little extra help and that's, that's what this is for. So, so they have a grant, which is awesome. Um, they also have education. So they have people that will speak to your group, which is awesome. And they have some workshops. Um, there's also ways to donate to -hmm. them so that they can keep giving grants to people, which is beautiful. Like if you're able to be in that position to donate. Yeah. And I think, uh, Jordan and I were talking about some stuff behind the scenes that we just have to finalize, um, because we want to, we want to help. So, yeah. so 
be we on the help. lookout. We'll we'll probably announce that in the next episode or two. <laughs> um, but I, I would say not one more vet support staff is 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 an, an amazing resource. So definitely check that out. Um, we also talked about the AVMA stuff. Uh, so we talked about that last last week. Um, we definitely recommend checking that out. There are some state organizations. Um, that also have some amazing resources. So please check that out. Check out your local state um, or country, <laughs> you know, depending yeah. on where you are. Um, you can check with your veterinary practice. Um, not all of them have support, but um, I, like in my practice, we definitely have something that's available. Um, they send it out in our weekly emails and I have to be better about looking at those, but I know it's available just in case. Uh, your healthcare provider, obviously if you have healthcare, um, like for me, I have Kaiser cause I'm in California and, um, I think there are a certain amount of free therapy sessions you can do per year kind of thing. Um, so just, you know, check that out. Um, you can always ask to see what they have available. If you're, um, you know, if you're a religious person, you can check with your church, your synagogue, your temple, see what kind of resources they have as well. Um, because again, you know, yes, talking to your friends about it or talking to your coworkers is okay, but you know, having, I don't know, there's something different about talking with a therapist that there definitely you know, is. It's nice that they're just like subjective, you know? Yeah. Like, and they're, and they're, I don't, well. Hopefully they're not judgmental. <laughs> I don't think I've had any judgmental therapists, but you know, I guess it's possible. Um, but I've never had issues with them and, and, you know, they just will help probe you to, to get deeper into that conversation, which is good. Some other resources we found, uh, there was this art, there was an article in medical news today, which again is more human medical. Um, but it it's, you know, they've got mental health resources. So it's uh, medicalnews.today.com slash article slash mental health resources. We'll put the link in there, but there's um, some good resources in there as well. And then a lot um, of the like veterinary technician magazines now have like at least like one or two articles based around mental health though now too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I haven't actually opened one in a while, but like I have three <laughs> downstairs that I need to read. Nice. <laughs> I haven't had time. I mean, I have, I just haven't made time. Oh, yeah. I, I hear you on that. Yeah. <laughs> there was an article. I think we talked about this article in a different episode too. So the mm-hmm. antidote to compassion fatigue by Julie Squires, that was in today's veterinary nurse. So we'll, we'll link to that, um, that article as well. Cause that, mm-hmm. I think that was the first one, the first time we talked about compassion satisfaction, I think, I think so. That was in that episode or in that article. I was like, what is this thing she's talking about? So um, it's kind of interesting. Um, so there are a few things that we haven't really touched on, like what we can do, even though we've talked about, that's a big thing of <laughs> what we can do to pre- prevent this. Um, but there's a couple things that we can do to try to help just prevent us getting into crisis mode. So focus on building your resilience. So like, um, there's the substance abuse and mental health services administration, which is a branch of the U S department of health and human services. Uh, they cite four areas that are key. So getting adequate sleep, (laughs) we've talked about how I don't get adequate sleep, um, good nutrition, 
I also have a really bad habit of that. Regular Same. physical activity, I'm pretty good at. And then active relaxation, such as yoga or meditation. Um, I always talk about doing yoga or meditation and I talk and talk and talk and never do it. But one, <laughs> one day, um, <laughs> one day I will. Next would be like, take some time to be alone with yourself. I've recently discovered doing this. Um, it's very difficult for me to not feel guilty when I take alone time. Yeah. But I've been trying to do it and um, it is helpful. I need to do it more often before I get into a hole where I just like run away. Right. So um, I've kind of already talked about the engage in meditation. And so there's also like mindfulness based stress reduction. So mm. there's like breathing exercises that can be done to increase increase physical and mental well-being and the AVMA convention in 2016 by Dr. Daniel uh, Siegel. Um, he actually direct was like a founding co-director of the mindful awareness research center at UCLA. Wow. Um, so there is, yes, yeah, some simple breathing exercises, which I remember, I think it was Laura who taught me like square breathing when we were testing for our VTS because we were all like panicking. I think it was Laura um, where you find a square in the room and you inhale up like one line of the square, exhale at the other line of the square, inhale at one line of the square and exhale at the other. So hmm. basically you're just taking two full breaths, but you follow the square as you breathe. So yeah, she taught me that. It really did help when I was like panicking at the VTS test. Um, <laughs> there are, so another thing is we can engage with coworkers to sell celebrate successes and also mourn sorrows as a group. Um, mm. My coworkers and I have talked about doing this. Um, we need to get better about it, but we do, we're pretty good about like, whenever we just have a cute dog come in before we even know what their diagnosis is, right. we just try to spend some time as a group, like just loving on this pet, um, which kind of backfires sometimes. Cause then we'll find like something and we're like, Oh, <laughs> like we really like this dog. <laughs> um, but then we can kind of mourn together you know, so it, it does kind of help, um, connect with other colleagues, either in person or through online discussions for shared support that can remind you that you are not alone. So we are trying to do that on our Facebook page, Yvonne and I connect obviously as well. And we've talked to others like Liz and, um, Laura and, and stuff like that. So there's definitely lots of places you can connect through not one more vet support staff and just mm -hmm. post anonymously or post as yourself, um, just to either talk something through and, and get advice or just let something out, just write it out. And then you can have people support you that way. Um, I've talked about this where practice expressive writing. So there's advice journaling for 15 to 20 minutes every day about what stresses you out that day can definitely mm -hmm. help. Um, I would like to start doing that, but I don't. Same thing. It's just don't. like, what, it's what, one if of those things we, what if we did that at the end of every work day? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it would be so simple huh. because it's also like that 15, 20 minutes that you can take for yourself. So you could like kind of kill two birds with one stone where you just take time to be alone with yourself and journal and drink water or beer. Uh, See, this, is, this is where that room would be amazing. Yeah. Light a candle, like, okay, go in a room. Day, just go in there, do your journaling. Or huh. Even when you got home, though, like go in your own bedroom, light a candle, play some music like, hey, Alexa, play. a. You know, what's great on Alexa, <laughs> by the way, is all frequently like when the kids are doing schoolwork, I'll say like, just play piano tunes. 
headphones or whatever. Mm. And it's just like nice relaxing or I'll play like acoustic covers because that's just my thing. I like acoustic, but like the covers of songs is great. Um, yeah. If I want to just relax and not think I put on music without words because yeah. otherwise I just focus on the words. <laughs> so that doesn't yeah, work. But sometimes the words get me like, it helps me to kind of like say what I want to say. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what you're, what mood you're in, but if like, if I'm writing, I don't want words. Cause yeah. then sometimes I start writing the words, the words, I'm, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you and I will make a goal that we're going to start journaling for 15 to 20 minutes every day. What's right. tomorrow? Right. Tomorrow's Monday. So we'll start tomorrow. Okay. Huh. All right. How are we going to do this? We'll figure this out. Yeah. Um, next would be practice your spiritual beliefs, especially if you've kind of fallen out of practice with this. Like if it, mm. if it's your forte to go to church and you've just become quote unquote too busy, that's a frequent, mm. um, excuse in my book for being too busy to do certain things. But if that's something that's always made you feel good in the past, yeah, try to do it again. It's a once a week thing, maybe twice a week, do, do whatever makes you feel better. Um, complete basic hygiene tasks every day, such as combing or brushing your hair and changing into and out of your work clothes. I got to say recently, this one's been a little difficult for me. I literally wore my hair up in a messy bun for like three days until I had to wash it again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, my hair is usually in a braid. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things where like, I got out of the shower, I put it up in a messy bun because my brush, my hairbrush was still in my car from when we went to Bailey state meet. And then like <laughs> I showered with my messy bun. I slept with my messy bun. Cause I was like, my hairbrush is still in my car. And like, mm-hmm. I just like, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, right. <laughs> and then like, I just, I just brushed my hair again yesterday. So, cause I showered, but then I brushed my hair after it versus putting it right back up into a messy bun. Good job. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. It was, you know, a simple little win. Um, and then obviously the last one would be to like, just wash up before you leave work. Even if it's just your hands or your face, think of it as a symbolic way of like washing away the hardness of the day, which I have done this before where I've just gone into the bathroom and like, because it's been a tough day and I'll wash my hands and I'll just kind of splash a little bit of water in my face, especially when wearing masks and stuff like that. I'm just trying to like Mm. turn it all off and I just need to, yeah, just wash it away. Like, yeah, it, it, it does help. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, these are all great, great tips and there's so many more, um, yeah, I don't know if we have a tip of the week because they kind of all were, they're all tips. Like I, I feel like <laughs> all of those should just be the tip of the week. Right. And now for the question of the week, um, question of the week, I guess, um, do you guys have more resources that, that we didn't talk about? Um, because you know, we've looked for them and it's hard, uh, to find, to find stuff, especially specifically veterinary related. Um, but if there's not specifically veterinary related, you know, is there something that you guys have used that, that works really well? We'd love to know about it. So definitely let us know. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a shorter episode, I think today, just because we just wanted to throw some of those resources out for everybody. I'm sure we'll get some more um, resources in the next couple of weeks. Um, I hope episodes. so. So, yeah. 
all right well all right everybody thanks so much for listening thanks for not minding my puppies in the background unless you did mind then sorry um <laughs> they, were, they were pretty quiet they did pretty good so <laughs> they, they did pretty good I, i'm i'm okay with it so all right, all right guys, guys. Hope everybody continues to do well. Reach out to us if you need anything or if you just want to talk um, or if you have other resources or suggestions, definitely don't hesitate because like I said, we definitely take other ways that we can kind of cope and relax and and we appreciate it. So hit us up um, and we'll talk at you guys next week. All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. Keep getting your learn on. Keep getting your mental health game on, I guess. How do I want to say that? Yeah. Mental well-being. Yeah, mental well-being. Keep working on your mental health well-being. All right. All right, guys. Have a good week. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast. And make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at internalmedicineforvettechs.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.